all right so the next anki says injury to cerebral cortex causes dash incontinence because it is responsible for maintaining continence by inhibiting micturition so it causes urge incontinence okay so if there is injury to cerebral cortex it leads to urge incontinence because cerebral cortex is responsible for maintaining continence by inhibiting micturition okay now let's talk about the continence and micturition reflexes so cerebral cortex that is the upper motor neuron it has two function it maintains the continence by inhibiting the micturition also it interrupts the cortical input example nph uh, which causes bladder hyperactivity that is urge incontinence now or we can say its interruption leads to this thing okay like if some kind of injury is there some kind of lesion is there in the cerebral cortex it uh, interrupts the uh, bladder thing and overall it causes the bladder hyperactivation which leads to urge incontinence moving on there are few respect uh, receptors in the pons also pontine maturation center which is again having upper motor neurons which coordinate detrusor contraction and sprinter relaxation so because of that there is a detrusor muscle contraction and sprinter relaxation loss of pmc input okay its injury leads to loss of the pmc input it is mainly seen when there is spinal cord injury and it can leads to neurogenic bladder the pontine maturation center injury can lead to neurogenic bladder or spinal cord injury can lead to neurogenic bladder and uh, cerebral cortex injury can lead to urge incontinence now there are few centers that is the spinal cords sacral spinal cords which are the lower motor neurons from s2 3 4 like that is s2 s3 and s4 uh, relays signals to and uh, from the bladder wall urethral sphincters okay lower spinal cord lesions are there which can uh, which includes coraquana syndrome and also tdel cord syndrome which can leads to bladder over under activations and causing the overflow incontinence so if there is injury in the spinal nerves that is s2 3 4 it leads to overflow incontinence if there is inju- there is injury in the spinal cord that is the p- or pontine maturation center then it leads to neurogenic bladder and if there is injury to the cerebral cortex then it leads to hyperactive or urge incontinence yeah okay now next question is pathological causes of presbycusis so what are the pathological causes of presbycusis if there is cochlear hair cell loss or there is cochlear neuron and de- degeneration so if cochlear neurons are degenerated or there is cochlear hair cell loss these both are the causes of pathological causes of presbycusis now clinical function uh, clinical features of non functioning uh, pituitary adenoma so what are the clinical features of non functioning pituitary adenoma so it will leads to the bitemporal hemianopsia that is the first finding also there are few endocrinopathies where there is always reduction in the hormonal level so because of the low tsh and growth hormone there will be growth failure because of low lh and fsh there will be delayed puberty and because of low adh there will be diabetes insipidus so non functioning pituitary adenoma such as that all the hormone levels are low which can leads to growth hormone failure delayed puberty and diabetes insipidus also bitemporal hemianopsia now it also leads to obstructive hydrocephalus and uh, which can be presented as headache so the patient with the non functional pituitary hemianopsia presents with vision disturbances also headache and there will be growth delay delayed puberty and excessive uh, urination that is diabetes insipidus 
what are the eco findings in case of stress induced myo cardiomyopathy so eco finding which you will see in case of stress induced cardiomyopathy is the left ventricle will be uh, the apical apex region of the left ventricle will be showing hypokinesis that means you will see apical hypokinesis and the basilar regions will be showing hyperkinesis so in case of stress induced cardiomyopathy the features of echocardiography are apical hypokinesis and basilar hyperkinesis there will be balloon like appearance of the left ventricle uh, which is seen in takotsubo cardiomyopathy which is again known as stress induced cardiomyopathy so what are the features of takotsubo cardiomyopathy you will see apical hypokinesis and basilar hyperkinesis on echograph now complete abortion what will you see in case of a complete complete abortion uh, in regards to vaginal bleeding and cervical os so you will see that in complete abortion vaginal bleeding is present and cervical os is closed so with cervical bleeding uh, vaginal bleeding present and os closure you will can understand that this might be a case of complete abortion complete abortion occurs at less than 20 weeks of gestation okay so it occurs less than 20 weeks of gestation beta hcg can remain elevated up to 6 weeks after the complete abortion so even if the abortion is completed but still you will see that the beta hcg level is high after 6 weeks so you can't interpret it on the basis of uh, beta hcg whether the patient is having a baby inside or not because beta hcg level will be high so you must go for an ultrasonographic finding and then you will realize the fact that there is uh, no baby inside the uterus and then later on you will uh, check the os so you'll see if the os is closed or open and you'll see whether the vaginal bleeding is present or not and in case of complete abortion vaginal bleeding will be there and cervical os will be closed now next card says what workup is necessary for the diagnosis of celiac disease so for the celiac disease you for the screening you do anti tissue transglutaminase antibody testing so anti tissue transglutaminase antibody testing is done in case of uh, celiac disease screening and in case for the confirmation of the diagnosis one must go for endoscopic biopsy where you will see flattening of the villi okay now the next card says uh, subacute herpetic neuralgia the pain persists from dash duration from rash onset so in case of subacute herpetic neuralgia pain persists from 30 days to 4 months from the rash onset okay now moving on to the different categories of neuralgia so the neuralgia can be either acute herpetic neuralgia subacute herpetic neuralgia or post herpetic neuralgia so acute herpetic neuralgia that is less than 30 days from the rash onset because herpes has a rash okay and if there is a burning sensation or tingling sensation kind of feeling then or there is pain then we will think that this patient might have herpetic neuralgia now we have to decide whether it is acute subacute or post then we will see what is the duration from the rash onset so if the rash onset duration is less than 30 days then we'll consider it as acute neuralgia and for the treatment we will use analgesic and nsaids but if uh, it is from 30 days to 4 months then we will consider it as subacute herpetic neuralgia 30 days to 4 months but remember the treatment is same in case of acute and subacute that is analgesia and nsaids but if the situation is different like the uh, the patient is having neuralgia after 4 months of the rash onset then you must give gabapentin because now it's the nerve pain a typical proper nerve pain so you must give gabapentin so yeah this is how you figure out thank you so much
and with this i'm ending the episode